Hello, and welcome back to The Warm Podcast. I'm Fabian, and we're back with another episode where we're going to take a look at some of the people who are making moves and doing big things in the music industry. Today, we're going to be focusing on the Danish EDM artist Snaus, whose career is really taking off internationally at the moment. Snaus, whose real name is Andreas Holdy, started out as a bedroom producer, but in the past few years, things have really been heating up and he's been blowing up on the world stage. He's released music on some of the world's leading electronic music labels like Mad Decent, Fool's Gold, and Spinning Records, had his tracks remixed by superstars like Tiesto, and played huge festivals all around the world. He also has his own record label, where he recently released his own debut full-length album and also showcases other musical talent. I visited Snaus and his manager slash booking agent Søren Mosbach in their studio and we discussed some of the strategies they've used to get Snaus to the level where he's currently at, how they've grown his artist brand and how breaking an EDM artist is different than artists in other genres. Our conversation starts with me asking how they first met and started working together. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoy. What what were you working with like... uh before that, uh, what kinds of uh, rock bands, indie bands, okay. pop acts, okay. rappers, okay. but non-electronic acts. Okay, almost everything else. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I, I guess maybe I was at that time a bit tired of a band and backline and hiring a tour van and all that shit. Yeah. Musicians, all that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so a DJ uh, setup, uh, a <laughs> DJ artist work was pretty interesting. Yeah. But then you also became his manager, or um, what, what happened there? Uh, or I think it was pretty. Uh, can you say organic? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just starting, uh, snaps just developed and developed more international shows. And, and more followers on, on SoundCloud and Facebook and all all the uh, all the platforms mm-hmm. and suddenly all the the different labels and in, in around the world were interesting in signing tracks so and, and we were just basically talking together every day mm. um, and it was just it was natural it was yeah it was really natural like in the he started doing a lot like almost for maybe uh yeah maybe six months he actually did management stuff for me uh and then we just in the end was like okay let's put it on the contract so mm-hmm. <laughs> like he already did it yeah he was <clears throat> and then he, yeah it, it was natural okay but well, it was pretty fluent um because there's a lot of these electronic labels uh, in canada or us or in, in the Netherlands, they they throw shows themselves. They throw label shows. Mm. So it's it's pretty combined. All, yeah. all that stuff. So you put on a track on Monster Cat, uh, a Canadian label, and and we get some shows on their their label nights, okay. etc. Cetera, et cetera. So yeah, it, it made sense to uh, to to combine being agent and manager. Definitely. And uh, did you have like, uh, did you set like any specific goals for uh, Snaps' career or did you have anything like, yeah, when you started out, did you have like anything you wanted to do? Uh, uh, we don't set like specific goals, like we want to do this or do that because then in the end, like when you do that, what what's next and 
also like and we and since I'm not trying to make like hits pop hits like getting f- top fifty mm. Spotify stuff, it was just like the goal was just to keep evolving, make everything bigger, make the universe around Snaps bigger and bigger. But it was not like play that festival. No, it was like it all came, but it was not like goals we have written down and okay, just to keep evolving. Okay, cool, cool. But we are we are dreamers, of, yeah. of course. But but uh, we we are, we have a Danish mentality, so we yeah, like he says, we are always focusing on on the next step. Yeah, and what can we, what can we get out of that? release uh, or that show and how can we improve and yeah yeah okay uh the other thing is the what can you like the world is a big of playground yeah kind of like it's and since i'm like most of the music doesn't have vocals uh it, like everyone understands mm. music yeah so that's 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 a bigger like yeah playground to to use and yeah it, it was the 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 thing we wanted from the beginning. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and then, then you traveling alone or if I'm traveling with you it's two flight tickets so it's we can we could go everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Instead of having like a full Yeah, band, full band it's it, 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 Yeah, then you have this uh, in the beginning of course it's shitty offers, so you have uh, five hundred euros to go to Russia. But mm. if you're only one person going there it, it you can do it. Yeah. You can do the show and you can evolve. Yeah, we did a lot of shows that like just break even. Yeah. Just because we wanted to expand in those different markets. Yeah. But CERN, did you have experience with like um, breaking, trying to break other artists mm. internationally before working with uh, Snaps? Yeah, a bit. Um, I had this. Uh, singer-songwriter he was signed in in germany and was touring a lot in in germany um, i had a art rock band that where the strategy was playing shows in in uk before playing shows in, in denmark to 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 get this international feeling about it mm-hmm. um but it was and andreas is, is the one who has that i've been in, involved in that has the most international success. Yeah. Okay. I'd say that. Interesting. So you're kind of learning. Uh, yeah. By doing. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. There's. Uh, I didn't knew, as I said earlier, I didn't knew that much about the genre. Mm. Uh, so we have learned together. Mm. Yeah. We we've just been been a team from from the start. Uh, Andreas could tell me uh, something about the genre and why it, this track needs to be on that label, um, and I could, I had some references for uh, dealing with a, a a German label or um, making a deal with a, a with a London venue or whatever. So so we had a different experience and, mm, and different yeah. knowledge, and we just combined that and um, learn from each other. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, not not me knowing everything about the industry and he knowing any, everything about music, but just good mix. Of, yeah, good yeah, mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what's what uh, if we can talk a little bit about the process of like um, breaking your career like internationally? 
did you have like a, a strategy or I mean did you like focus on certain countries or territories like I think the like one of the the strategies was definitely to to like release tracks on different labels okay labels that had a big following in this market and labels that had big following in this market okay so we did like in the beginning like each track was different labels to kind of collect the audience okay to, to get bigger in 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 these markets because they're so it's so easy to put music online now so the the the, the hard thing is not to it's also hard to make the music and make good music, but you can make really good music and never get listened to because it's so hard to get recognized. And so by doing that in different areas and different labels was a good way to make make sure that people were listening to my music mm. in all the different uh, places and around the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For example, Matt Decent, Diplo's uh, yeah. imprint, uh, releasing a track there was getting the support from Diplo and, and tapping into all the Matt Decent fans. Monster Cat, Canadian label, have a lot of, I don't know what kind of fans it is, but they have a lot of fans. Um, so yeah. So then every time you put on a track now, there's Monster Cat fans, uh, label fans, yeah. writing, when are you putting on a new song on, on Monster Cat, etc. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, and there's a bunch of those labels in, in this electronic world. So people are very much like following certain. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. If it's a tracks label, or if it's what was that? Fool. Fool's gold. Fool's gold. Yeah. Uh, um, Baron family. Yellow clothes label. Right. Yeah, yeah. Dutch label. Yeah, it's. Yeah, he put on an EP on yeah, the wrong family, and that that created a lot of live support. Yeah. And and because at that time when you put on the EP on the wrong family, the Dutch label. Mm -hmm. Um, there was a lot of focus on Yellowclaw, which is the artist who runs the label. Yeah. Um, and there was a lot of focus on the label, the yeah. family. So that just when you play a show in, in Cologne, in what's that, West Germany, uh, there's a lot of Dutch fans coming over, and there's a lot of Barong family fans coming to the show because you put on an EP on their label. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so so <coughs> at at, at some point you can play a show and let's say uh, during Amsterdam dance event he can play a show and you can look at the crowd and there's some Monster Cat fans who love snaps there's some Matt Decent fans who love snaps there's some uh, Trap Nation fans who love snaps there's some Barong family and they're yeah so, you, so you're just collecting yeah yeah that's fans. Uh, yeah that's interesting mm. I, don't, I don't think I think there's a lot of other genres where the fans don't really care that much about which label the music is yeah, coming yeah. out on so that's interesting that, that that's such a big thing uh, yeah yeah especially because the labels have such a big follow such a big following so when you release a track you know that a lot of people will listen to it mm. you, you can't make them like it but but you can make them listen yeah and for me i thought i think that the music i put out there was was good so it was a good way to make those people listen to the music yeah on all the different labels. Yeah, and it's and it's pretty common to kind of release projects on different labels. Yeah, uh, yeah, kind of tracks. Yeah, maybe I did it a bit more than, okay. than uh, <laughs> but uh, it was our strategy and it worked. Yeah. So, so 
that was a good thing. Yeah, that's interesting. There's, yeah, there's, that's the way to do it, and the other way is to be a wrong family artist. But sometimes that's you can you can um, you can it, it can be hard to break out of that yeah. if, if you have released all your music at only one label. Yeah, some of some of the people who only release on one label is then it's like. This this is not snaps, but this is a, a Baron family man. You know what I mean. So to only release on, on the labels that when the follows are that huge, it can be difficult to yeah to move from that and becoming a household name yeah. instead of becoming an artist, doing your own thing. Is that also because you they have like their own sound sometimes or uh, Baron kind of have yeah it's it's. Like this jungle tribal vibes kind of thing. Uh, I would say that Madison kind of have a sound. It has to be a bit more like unique and like weird. Yeah. And then Monster Cat, it's it used to be more cheesy, but now Monster Cat is almost everything. I would say. Hmm. So it's not like because you have to be afraid to like if you're on only on this label, then you have to like make one kind of sound. No, not not, not not really, but okay. I think the labels have their preferences yeah, yeah. of what kind of music they want to release. Of course. Um, is that like, were, were there any other like uh, strategies you did? I'm, I'm thinking it's, it, I mean, it must be like in the, especially now with streaming being so huge, how do you like... Um, get noticed or get traction mm. when there's so much music out there. Um. Yeah, um, there's no doubt, uh, unfortunately, that numbers are really important these days. Yeah. But a lot of these labels have massive YouTube channels mm. or massive Spotify playlists uh, with a lot of followers. Yeah. That gains a lot of place on your uh, on your tracks. Um, but I think we we have tried not to focus that much yeah. on the numbers, but just trying to to um, focus on the music and, and put out music that fits into um, Snaps's identity mm. image. Yeah, we, we never really focus on Spotify. We don't go in and like uh, write to like kind of writing all the people who put it on the playlist like oh thank you so much and all this like okay. kind of stuff you have to do yeah we don't we we actually never focused on spotify that much there's and no the, soundcloud then or it's more about putting the music out i mean i i, I can find people on spotify where one has like 10 times more plays than the other one but the the one with the less plays is still a way bigger name because in the electronic music, when you're not trying to make hits, it's it's, it's not just about numbers on Spotify. Mm. I mean, if you're trying to to be a, a hit artist, yeah, you have to have numbers. But we, we don't really focus on that. It's, it's not that important. But I, w- I would say, even though we don't focus on it, we got pretty good numbers on Spotify. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. So it's more about the quality of the music. Yeah, and, and, for the, for the and the fans. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we. For example, it could. It, it uh, pisses off Spotify if you put on the track on SoundCloud 
two days before or YouTube or whatever mm. two days before New Music Friday or um, but if that's how we communicate the best way to the fans I mean it's the fans who's the most important yeah um, for us uh, and and I think we have, we've just yeah. done a lot of um, moves and releases and strategies to to um, to uh, communicate directly to the fans mm. free downloads yeah a download to follow or all these tricks if you yeah. say uh, to 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 get in direct communication with the fans yeah have you done other things uh, we prefer the fan support than spotify support yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> understandable yeah yeah but have you mostly like focused on streaming and downloads, or, or have you also like focused on stuff like radio, um, other stuff besides streaming? Um, radio right. is something we're starting to focusing on. Yeah. No. But not that much. No, we we have a a strong radio campaign, uh, backing up this album. Yeah. That's about to be released mm-hmm. next week. Yeah. Um, for, is that like for the first time you've? started to do a radio campaign yeah okay but it's it's mainly on on us because um, there's a lot of um, genre specific radio stations mm. yeah i think it's important to say here that it was not like i sat down in the studio and was like okay now i'm gonna make this track because we needed to get it in the radio in the states it was just no, like yeah. i made the track and then we were like Okay, this could work in the radio. Mm-hmm. So we, it, it was never the plan to to get a song in the radio, but when it happens, it happens, and it's. I I even like had some of my harder stuff being played in, yeah, BBC One and yeah, yeah, yeah. all yeah, that yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it's, we, it's we, yeah. It's uh, not something we we really put our strategy in. No, mm. only with one of the tracks here from the album. Yeah, but but radio is interesting in the way of doing a radio mix for, I don't know, uh, weekend uh, radio show or whatever. But it's never, it's never been the plan to have a radio hit. No, yeah. but there are also all kinds of radio stations. Also. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so not, not and, and obviously we're interested in being played in the right shows and uh, BBC One uh, when they when they have. This is Diplom Friends or yeah. Annie Mac, whatever, <clears throat> and, and Annie Nightingale. Annie Nightingale, yeah. All these yeah. shows or Sirius uh, or iHeart, etc. All, mm. all these are of course interesting, and yeah. and we're aiming for that, of course. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'd like to talk a little bit about like uh, data, like. Uh, have have you, is that something you like uh, look a lot at and like uh, use like to strategize uh, like I mean numbers yeah. that's what it is you know uh, uh, is that something you you've used a lot yeah wouldn't you say yeah we we yeah we did both on Facebook or SoundCloud or Spotify or YouTube and all uh, I mean for for example when we were, yeah. You just been on an Australian tour. Yeah. All these posters have we been targeting Australia, and we have uh, 
all the songs or um, posters about the new album have all been uh, Australia have been editing uh, added to the target lists mm-hmm. of course because it was current to, to be in Australia yeah we also look on data for Spotify plays Instagram followers Facebook followers Twitter followers to see like where I have the biggest following and and like where we should Right now we are touring kind of everywhere, mm. but it's also good to see like, okay, okay, I haven't played in that city, but a lot of people listen there. So we look at the data and tell like our Australia agent, like this city listen a lot to my music and mm. yeah. our Asian agent. And it's a good way to see why people listen to the music so we can come and play a show for them. Yeah, yeah, and with Wong, of course, also, yeah. Uh, yeah. to see... Radio data. Yeah, there's this radio station in Manchester, just keeping... Gay Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the one? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I also saw... <laughs> just keep playing the old level. It's really hard track. And okay. but that, it's interesting, too. Yeah, there was also this radio in Dubai. Virgin Radio, I think it was. Yeah. I saw on the wall, yeah. was, which was uh, playing... Yeah, and, and, and was it in Tucson you played a sold out show yeah. on a US tour? Yeah. I've never heard about the city Tucson, no. uh, but... It's well, in Arizona. Okay. Yeah. Just a small town and you played a 300 cap venue and was sold out and... Because they were playing it on the radio or... Yeah, they were, yeah and I, I could look at, okay, there's been some radio plays there and... Yeah. Uh, I mean, how, how would we know that? Uh, yeah. And, so That's all that data is really uh, interesting. I, I also remember when we were in, I, I, I were with him on a tour in Australia first, and then we moved up to Asia. Yeah, Indonesia and Thailand. Yeah, and, and we played a show in, in Jakarta, a really big show. Yeah. Um, and we were, we had some uh, photographers uh, on it and creating a lot of content and uh, we stayed in Jakarta for five days and you're posting a lot these those five days and it's just moved up yeah it doubled or something on, on Facebook and Instagram okay. and suddenly there was 20,000 followers in, in Jakarta following yeah. his Facebook page was what the <laughs> fuck wow. uh, so it's yeah it's really interesting to see that if you're if you're Focusing on a specific city or um, uh, territory, or it pays off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I can. When I post a picture from Jakarta or something, it gets like <laughs> the double amount of likes yeah. <laughs> on Instagram. Yeah. And that's 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 good to know. That's good data to to have. Yeah. To bring bring you back to to play an, uh, another show in Jakarta. For sure. Mm. For sure. Yeah, and we, we, we've talked a little bit about uh, it before, but like the, I mean, would you call it EDM or bass music? What, what do you call it? I mean, EDM it will be the more, like, bigger term. Yeah, like the... So yeah, the it, it, yeah it is EDM, but it's definitely more bass music. But, yeah, okay. It's it's like the heavier EDM, not like the Ipizza EDM. No, no. Um, but I mean, if... if <clears throat> We've talked a little bit about it before, but but that's it's kind of a a little bit different uh, than other parts of the music industry, maybe. Uh, 
with regards to um, you know ha- having success. It's not necessarily about the hits, uh, the big mm-hmm. hits, but more like uh, having like a stable following, like like a lot of quality output over the over the mm-hmm. long term. Mm-hmm. Is that would you say that's yeah pretty correct? Definitely. Okay. Definitely. And and the the universe, the branding, yeah, everything, yeah. Okay, you're not you're not um, when you go to a show with a a, a DJ artist, it it's uh, it's it's uh, different from going to a show with a rock band or a pop singer, mm. and it it's a it's a party and a, and and it's it's a. It's not only one. You're not standing there waiting for one song. No. You're standing there and raving, and because you like the image, you like the the artist. Yeah. Um, I mean, we walked around at uh, EDC, uh, Las Vegas, a big electronic festival, maybe one of the biggest. It is the biggest. Um, this year, and, and we walked from stage to stage. Uh, the day after you played, yeah, and when we can we can just see oh shit that's Nightmares Lander playing uh, your new track mm. standing there on the main stage, and so, <laughs> and and that's really cool and and, yeah. and and so so what I'm trying to say is that the crowd is not there to only hear Nightmares Lander songs they're he- they are there to hear their their set and yeah. and they are playing. A bit, uh, your song because uh, they like that and they vouch for it yeah and and uh, it's it's an atmosphere it's a vibe they yeah, so the vibe in the set is the flow in the set it's it's like it's also more like about personal personalizing your set like when you're not playing your own tracks you maybe do like an edit of a track and mix two tracks together and it, it's yeah it, it's about the whole vibe and like mm-hmm. You can play hard from start to the beginning. You have to have dynamic, and it it takes a long time to to learn how to do a proper set. So I would love to see one of my favorite artists, like DJ Snake or something, go and watch one of his sets and see, like, not to hear his song only, but like, when what? How do we play this? And what what is he said? What what does he like? It's mm-hmm. also like about a personal taste. Yeah. From from the the artist you you look up to yeah. yeah so there's a lot of in, in the EDM genre and the bass music genre there's a lot of support from, yeah. from artist to artist yeah yeah, um, yeah uh, doing a radio mix or radio show putting on some other uh, songs or just or remixing mm. or collabing or yeah. all yeah. this all that stuff but you also you did some remixes of some pretty big artists didn't you Oh yeah, I did uh, remix for Chesto and Martin Garrix. And was that like an official thing, or was that just something yeah, you was, did? Or yeah, like so Martin, I, when I started producing, I did like unofficial, yeah. like illegal remixes of Martin Garrix. But uh, then he discovered me, and we started talking. And yeah, he asked me to to do a remix of his yeah biggest hit mm. in the name of love at that moment. And. He also invited me to play a show with him and at Ibiza. Um, so it, all of these remixes is not like, it's 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 not like, uh, some manager writes to my manager and like it's, 
is is normally pretty like person like they con the artist contact you yeah. directly. Yeah, they do less. contact because they don't always have a mail from me, but no. it it is more like a relationship more okay. than just work. So okay. yeah, it all with Chester started with him like reaching out that he wanted to remix my song. So he did a remix of my song and then we met up with his team at uh, a festival. I don't watch Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland. And then they were like, oh, he just got this new big track called Boom and would you like to remix it and return the favor? I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course. So, <laughs> yeah. It's just Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah, that's, it's quite, it's quite interesting that the artists are, are talking so much direct to, to each other. Yeah. I'm not sure that's, uh, to, uh, that's going on in, in other genres. No. Of course, rock bands are high to each other, etc. But you're but sharing unreleased songs constantly with Snake or yeah. whoever. And, and just, is it on Twitter? Or Twitter, or Instagram. Instagram? Just but directly. That's nice. It's yeah, cool. Yeah, I mean, cool. Yeah, also the thing that I mean, it it might be normal for Metallica to talk to, to another big band, but I mean, Chester compared to me, he's like <laughs> an, a whole other level, yeah. you know. Like, uh, but he's still like texting me sometimes. Like he texted me, he now he has this big hit with Post Malone. He texted me like three weeks before, like, how's it going? I got this track with Post Malone three weeks. I'm really hyped about that, and like it's it's pretty. People are pretty chill. It's not like yeah, it's 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 you have a relationship. It's it's not only uh, work and competition. Mm. But but you can also imagine that um, I, I keep comparing it to rock bands. But a rock band go on tour, they play the same set list uh, over and over again. Yeah. You haven't played the same set list for twice. No. And mm. you play and and you play maybe. 70 80 shows a year yeah you need to find new music you need to find you need to make new edits you constantly need to yeah. discover new music and yeah. then imagine chester he's playing maybe 200 250 shows a year yeah. mm. of course he needs to yeah. discover new music yeah, yeah that makes sense um, yeah so there's a lot of curiosity yeah yeah cool um you're you're signed to spinning records now, or I mean, is that like an exclusive thing, or is that like what you're you're dropping this project on mm. on Rival Records? This album is on Rival Records. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, so okay. So it's like a what, like a label deal type of thing, or a, uh... yeah, we uh, we we signed. Oh, Andreas signed with Spinning Records. What, one one and a half year ago, two yeah. years ago, um, and that was in exclusive deal mm -hmm. um, but they're more into releasing singles okay yeah so we did that and and mm, he wanted to do a full-length album uh, and to to yeah do something different and create something maybe more um, artistic yeah more artistic more for big work where you can experiment more than just putting out singles that we hope will have good numbers on Spotify. Mm. So it 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 um yeah, it just made sense to release that on on 
on our own label yeah. instead of releasing it on Spinning Records because that, that's not what they stand for, if you could say that. Yeah, they're more about the single track. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 We also figured that like, this and this album is a bit more experimental. Yeah. So and that's not, Spinning Records is not an experimental label. No, I would say, no, no. Without saying any bad thing about no. them. No. Um, yeah, I, I think after we did the whole thing we talked about earlier, collecting fans. We we signed on spinning to now have like one label to work with and it it is the biggest electronic label there is and mm. and now when we kind of done with that deal we think now we build up our platform collected the fans that now it's time to to do itself mm-hmm. like do it on our own label and just so both so we can like control everything the plans also so we can build this label it's not only for me it's also for other artists so it's we, we mm. thought it was it was that moment now yeah to do it by ourselves and again as we talk, we talk about this about yeah music is the most important thing but image and and um, the look and, and identity mm. that's really important as well mm. and that's a bit difficult to have an identity, if they're constantly uh, a label logo put on the artwork, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. spinning monster, yeah, decent, yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, so I think we we were just at, at the, or you are at the point in your career when it's time to, yeah, do it yourself. Do it. Yeah, yeah. So, do you have like artists signed? to Rideville now or is that like in the future or um, we, we don't sign artists we sign projects or projects like yeah EPs singles yeah yeah so we but but the good thing is that when we start working with one artist we almost get we almost every time get a second a third track a fourth track so it, it is kind of a family mm-hmm. but it's not a closed family so okay. it's like we, the thing is we just release good music yeah, and, and we know what we think is good at least. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. And we know that the strategy we had from from the beginning, putting on uh, music out on a different label, was really helpful for 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 you as an artist. And, and we don't want to block that. No, no. So people should be free to yeah, exactly. put out on exactly. other labels. Yeah, we just wanna. That's my dream. I think. It's your dream as well to be a part of bringing Denmark on on, on the map of electronic music. Yeah. So it's is it mainly Danish artists you put out or want to put out? No, not necessarily. We are we we got artists from everywhere from yeah, 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 Australia, India, yeah, everywhere. But but we also wanna like at home. We 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 do a lot to do events and just collect the people here together to have drinks and because in Denmark I think there have been like more competition than a family vibe about the music industry mm. especially compared to the Netherlands where it's all family everybody works together help each other mm. I think we need that more here and that's also what we want to do in, in Denmark but it's not only focused on Denmark at all okay because we know how they I think it's because Denmark is such a small country so 
if an artist get played in, in the radio, there's only one slot, mm. maybe, or maybe uh, at Roskilde Festival, there's only room for one EDM act or yeah. whatever, you know, so if he gets that, I can't get it. Yeah. And then in, in Netherlands or US or Germany, it's such, the market markets are so much bigger. Yeah. So there's more room for everyone. Yeah. And yeah, that would be nice to, to change that a bit and, yeah. <laughs> and just to, to um, support each other. And yeah. I mean, Germany, Netherlands, Sweden, Norway, they're just far away. Yeah. Far ahead from from Denmark. Yeah. If, if you look at electronic music. Yeah. And we wanna we wanna change that. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Be part of changing that. Yeah.